May I speak in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So here we stand, among the people who have come into the temple to hear Jesus' teaching. With them we watch the drama unfold. We see the woman dragged through the crowd, dragged by these righteous men of religion, the scribes and the Pharisees, determined to trick Jesus into doing or saying something which will lead to his downfall. The woman has committed adultery. There is no disputing the fact. She has committed a sin which according to the letter of the law carries a particularly nasty death penalty. This woman has committed a sin. But I wonder where your sympathies lie. Somehow my sympathies are swayed much more towards the woman than her accusers. Here she stands in front of us unnamed, shamed, humiliated, and alone. But there is something very unpleasant about the self-righteous way in which these men are gloating, using her for their own ends, attempting to manipulate Jesus. If he upholds the law of Moses and agrees to her being stoned, he could be reported to the Roman authorities. If he lets her go free, he is accused of blasphemy. It is, an emo it is an explosive situation, emotions running high. And in the middle of what is a, vi a volatile situation, Jesus creates a space of calm time of silence for our thoughts and our feelings. From this time and this place of reflection, Jesus gives his response, a response which invites everyone around him, including us, to think differently, to think differently about others, ourselves, and about God. Jesus says, let anyone among you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. Jesus calls the scribes and the Pharisees to see that this woman is a person. She's not an object of hate, fit only from condemnation. He calls them to see her and themselves as fallible, as vulnerable. And he calls them to see the justice and mercy of God, to see God as above and beyond our values and judgments. These men hear the call, but are threatened by it. They cannot openly admit their own sinfulness, so one by one they go. 
And so only the woman remains, watched by us and Jesus. If they had stayed, they would have heard Jesus speak words of forgiveness and healing. Neither do I condemn you. Go your way, and from now on do not sin again. If they had stayed, the scribes and the Pharisees would have heard Jesus uphold the law of Moses. Do not sin again. But they would have seen him show the love and forgiveness of God, who is always wanting us to return to him. Jesus calls the woman to the knowledge that even in her sin, she is not alone or worthless. He lifts her from that place of humiliation and shame to forgiveness and restoration in her society. Jesus calls her to accept God's grace and mercy and to live. And what about us? Jesus calls us, too, to think differently about others, about ourselves and God. Perhaps like the Pharisees, we need to learn not to be quite so quick to condemn and judge and sentence people so harshly. Perhaps we need to learn to find time and space for our anger indignation and contempt so to think differently about the way we act towards others perhaps we need time and space to remember that none of us are perfect and that we need to find the courage and the honesty and the humility to see our shortcomings perhaps like the unnamed woman we need to learn to forgive ourselves to let go of our burdens of guilt, of self-hatred, which threaten to overwhelm us. In a moment, each one of us will receive the sign of the cross on our foreheads, made from ashes, an outward sign that acknowledges our hidden sins, our secret faults, the things that which create a burden of guilt. The sign is the sign of cross, the sign that gives each one of us forgiveness and life. This sign can help us to think differently about others. It can help us to think differently about ourselves. Instead of feeling alone and ashamed in our sin, we can acknowledge that others carry the same burden that God forgives. This sign helps us to think differently about God as we see the bread and the wine wiping away the ash cross from our foreheads, a sign of God's forgiveness which wipes away our sins and allow us to go on our way freed from the burden of guilt and shame. Lent is a time for us to reflect on our lives, even those parts which we find difficult, our brokenness, our failings, 
and allow them to be healed by the grace and mercy of God. The hand which has shaped me in his image, which fashioned me when I was lost into his likeness, reaches out to rise, raise me up and to carry me home. Am I humble enough to grasp it? Peter Price, the former Bishop of Bath and Wells, once said, in a Jesus society you repent, not by feeling bad, but by thinking differently. Remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. Turn away from your sin and be faithful to Christ.